0: Welcome to the Business Success Club. I want to say welcome, and you are in for a treat in this group. Hey, thank you so much for tuning into this podcast. And on this podcast, what we really want to establish is this. How do hardworking entrepreneurs build profitable and scalable businesses whilst having the freedom and balance to do the other things they love, like family, vacations, sports, fun, adventures, and charity? So let's tune into today's podcast. Hello and welcome to the Business Success Show with your coach, Mac Atram, and you are in for a treat. Why do I say that? You know, we are always, for our community, looking for the best of the best to give us inspiration, to give us strategies, give us tactics, give us tips. If you're an entrepreneur, you're a small business owner, these things are vital, essential, So, you can learn and can grow and grow your business ultimately. And today, you are in for a treat because I have none other than Jennifer Horseball. Now, Jennifer, listen very carefully. If you want to be seen, known, and revered for your expertise, and don't tell me you don't have expertise, if you're listening to this, watching this, you have expertise, and for to be capturing people's attention through proper messaging and getting those message out to the media, whether it's locally, nationally, regionally, or internationally. Jennifer is your person. Now, she's the founder and CEO of engagement PR marketing. Jennifer, welcome, welcome, welcome to the Business Success Show. Thank you for coming on.
1: Thank you so much, Mac. I'm, I'm uh, excited to be here
0: you know i love that thing behind you that says become the go-to expert in your industry all right and i'll tell you why i love it if if that person is the go-to expert in that industry that means they're not hunting for business they're not searching everywhere people are drawn to them makes business easier it makes lead generation easier it makes closing the sale easier because they want you and i know you are an expert at helping people become the go-to authority, the go-to expert in that industry. Hey Jennifer, tell us a little bit about your um, entrepreneurial background.
1: Okay, my journey, right? Like, how did I get here? Yeah. So, um, thank you. I, I actually started off my career um, in in nonprofit. I've I've sort of done the whole gamut of public mm-hmm. relations. I started off in nonprofit, government funded. Went to nonprofit, charity funded. Then went into agency work and uh, started bringing drugs to market and doing stuff like that. Ended up in corporate, which was really my my favorite. It was sort of like a really good ladder up, you know, and I I spent a long time in corporate. I really wanted to, to have the opportunity to build a brand or turn a brand around, and I got that opportunity. And we ended up selling, uh, the company within 2.25 years. So it went really, really quickly because once you get your messaging down, stuff can happen fast because then the right people know how to pay attention to you. Right.
0: Yeah. Uh So
1: then once we sold, uh, um, you know, like how, what happens in mergers and acquisitions is there's always like two people in a role. Right. So eventually like one shakes out, one stays, the other one moves on and, Um, typically the company, not always, but typically the company that gets acquired is the one whose people end up moving on. And as my friends and former colleagues were moving on to other companies, uh, my phone was ringing, you know, they're calling me and they're like, Jennifer, can you do for us over here what you did for us over there and really build our brand? And so my company was started just on my reputation alone. My phone was ringing so many times. I Ended up like orchestrating my own exit out of my out of my organization um, so that I could start my business and I I had clients from minute one and I just wow. kept going but I I would love to tell you that it was um, as easy as that ever since but it wasn't uh, it wasn't because even though I had a ready-made business I didn't have a business brain I still had an employee mindset for a long time. And it turning doing that shift in my own head was probably the biggest learning lesson of my entire life. I was so used to switching hours for dollars, you know, you're paying me this, I'm giving you that. And uh, going into like entrepreneurship and learning how to run a business. And you know, um, Stephen Covey and that, that saying, uh, stop and sharpen your saw.
0: Oh, yeah, you know,
1: do you know that stop and sharpen your saw like, you know, he's saying like you have you have to all this trees, you know, you have to cut down. And so you think, oh, my God, I got to cut and cut and cut. But if you actually stop and, you know, spend the time to rest your body, eat some food, get some nourishment, sharpen your saw, then you can come back. You have fresh energy. You have a sharp saw. You have fuel in your body and you can you can keep sawing. Well, I know that story backwards and forwards. But knowing and taking action are two totally different things. And that was like probably my biggest learning lesson is like, you can know stuff, but if you don't know how to put it into action, it doesn't do you any good. And I was working like 20 and 22 hour days trying to service people. (laughs) I just, you know, so the roller coaster, I call it the roller coaster of entrepreneurship.
0: What was the biggest lesson through all of that then? What was the key? So stop sharpening your saw, Stephen Covey, get it, um, because you can then chop down the tree much, much um, faster than the person who's got a blunt saw and it's not working. Yes. So what was the biggest lesson through all of that where things were up and down, you're working long hours, you you didn't know that you were now running a business, you're not an employee anymore?
1: Yeah, I mean, um, I, I was putting friends into roles that they were overqualified for, because I was used to working with them. I liked working with them. But all of us had been management level. And what I needed was lower, lower level, fresh out of college, it's a different mindset. Wow. you know. So uh, fresh out of college, you're used to having the blank piece of paper. And learning how to how to create from brand new. And once you've been in management for a long time, you're used to seeing the work, leading the work, guiding the work from the blank piece of paper. But you're not the one with the blank piece of paper. You get finished work and you get to redline it all you want. You know what I mean? And that transition of I put those people back into those early roles. And then the like some of the stuff that I got back where I was like this is not quality work you know like it was a it was a stressor which is why I was working so many hours as I still was like it's all on me you know which is just ridiculous martyr martyrdom right yes. and so my biggest learning lesson is the right people for the right job that you need mm-hmm. and so don't be afraid to hire when you have the opportunity to hire that's been my biggest learning lesson is. Um, knowing like there's only so much of you I can go around like working in 20 and 22 hour days like I was doing I literally was going from like one end of the hallway to the other end of the hallway and my spouse was bringing me food it was terrible uh, yeah. and, and, <laughs> and, and, and that's not a way to live
0: it's <laughs> <a> <laughs> re- exactly it's a recipe for burnout definitely yes. I, I had yes. been there too I know exactly what you mean hey let's get straight into this then it's okay. about how does one, because, you know the reason why I wanted to uh, uh, have this discussion with you, I don't know if you remember, that you, we, were having this, we were having this talk a few weeks back, and um, you then broke down some model, I can't remember what it was, I thought, oh my goodness, our community needs to hear this. And it was, with, if it comes back to me, I'll tell you. Okay. But how do we become, how does one become the go-to expert uh in their industry in the industry
1: yeah so um thank you there is a formula for it you know i mean it's really you you have to understand what people want from you you know and then give it to them so people want to know things they want to know that they can rely on you for things they want you to become that expert that resource so when you are the resource for somebody they then you elevate to expert level in their brain, right? If I can come to you all the time, Mac, for sales expertise or for business growth expertise, mm-hmm. then you in my mind become the go-to expert for me on growing, you know, growing small business or entrepreneurialism or anything sales. If I'm having trouble in sales, I'm like, I got to go to Mac, Right. So that's how you you do that. So how do you get there is you offer up your expertise on a regular basis. So you wanna understand um, first and foremost, how do you wanna be known? What do you wanna be known for, right? Like what is it that you are bringing uh, specialty expertise That no one else is bringing that's your unique selling proposition right, Right. but like don't get too far in the weeds on people get caught up in the which one is a unique selling proposition and which one's the positioning statement and which one's my mission vision value like. Mm. You know (laughs) it's really like why do you exist as a business, Mm. you know what's unique about you what what's going to happen when you're successful as a business. So that's your your vision. You exist to create this in the world because more of this is needed, right? Your mission helps you, that's your what, right? It's your what you're delivering to make that vision come true. It also includes your who, which is your audience because what you're delivering to whom, right? Mm-hmm. Maybe when and where, depending on what your, what your, um, your mission is, you know what I mean? Like who, what you're doing, maybe, maybe not. Those are sort of like in the background, maybe you're international, maybe you're local, maybe you're regional, you know what I mean? Like they're kind of hidden in there, but those belong in your mission. And then your values are your bumper guards, your uh, your guidelines in, in life. Like they sort of tell you how you're going to get from A to B, how you're going to make your mission, uh, how you're going to make your vision come true through your through your mission, how you're going to do work and you use those mission vision values to hire, fire and guide your employees. Right. So then they know what their expectations are. You know how to grade them because you this is your becomes your roadmap. And so you use those things and then when you go out to the public, you have a north star. So right. your vision is always your north star. This is what we're doing. This is why we exist and what we're trying to do in life. Okay? And then these are the people that we help because they're attracted to us for these specific reasons. So when you go for your target audience, um, it's called a target for a very specific reason. So if you think about like a bullseye in a target, it's your easiest way to think about who your audience is because how many of us, like you're in sales, like you do sales training, right? Like who doesn't need that? Everybody, 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 right? I can serve everybody. Everybody needs me. And we love to think that. But the truth is, when you're going to become the go-to expert, there's a nucleus, only that bullseye of people that you want to be speaking to. It's not that the rest aren't listening. They are. They're listening on those outer rings right. at for very specific things, right? They're looking to see what the bullseye people do. Those bullseye people are your exact avatar, the exact people that you know, love you for the whatever reasons that yours are, like Disney people, right? Like Disney people are Disney people. Like they are bought into that brand, like Apple people are bought into that brand. <laughs> so how do they create that is by creating a community. And you really, you create that community around that nucleus, that bullseye in the target.
0: Wow. Wow, that's good. That's the first time I've heard someone like you put it that way. Usually PR people tell me about getting you in the newspaper in the magazine, but you're actually peeling it back and say, hey, what is your vision? What is your mission? What are the values? What do you stand for? Why are you doing this? What is it going to look like? And you went as far as to say that your staff, your team, your clients all need to understand who you are and what you stand for which is great Thank, fantastic so let's talk about then i suppose then somehow then how does that lead to messaging so now you are you're clear on your mission your vision your values you know what you stand for you've got your target market you know who your avatar is you know who your audience is you've got the community so what are you saying now how do you get that message so you
1: now you want to get into the that bullseye those people you want to get into their heads What's keeping them up at night? What stresses them out that you can fix?
0: Mm. How
1: can you make them smarter in their job so that then they see you as a resource? When they see you as a resource, you elevate as an expert, right? So they're like stressed out over, you know, maybe you run a security company Mm. and you know like what's happening with security around the world. You wanna study your own industry. You want to always be like top of the game. You know what I mean? What's happening in your industry so that you can provide commentary. So the reason for all that foundational stuff that I was talking about is because that's where you get your messaging from. That's how you figure out what's going on in the world where you can add your level of expertise. So you, the way to get in the media is either you're, you're pushing your own company news Mm -hmm. or you're adding commentary to the news that's already going on, right? Right. Or you're sharing innovation or you're adding commentary to whatever the innovation that's coming and where you see it as a position in the industry. Is it going, you know, in your expert opinion? Now, this is where people tend to shy away because they think, what if I say the wrong thing? What if I say, oh, that's not, that's going to fail. That's going to be nothing. And it ends up being the next big thing and you think oh I sit there with egg on my face uh-huh. I shouldn't have said anything right like that's what happens in your head before you ever even decide to become the expert oh god what if I you know what if right okay so what if like you're still alive like the world didn't blow up Then you say wow look at that I was dead set wrong I totally thought for these specific reasons that it wasn't going to but even someone like me can make it a mistake and now I'm looking at it differently. And these are the lessons that I've learned from it. So then you maintain your expert status even though you were wrong. It's okay to be wrong. It's better to have an opinion. Base that opinion on the things that you know, the things that you're reading about. Like stay, stay current in your industry and you become relevant. So everything about news and media and everything is about currency, relevancy. Who cares? You know, are they already talking about it? If no one's talking about it, you're, you're climbing up a ladder, right? Like you have to start from ground zero. And so when you're centered in who, who, you, you know, who you are in the marketplace, then you know the value that you're bringing and then the reporters start to understand your role and then they invite you for that kind of commentary.
0: Oh, okay, okay. Is that get, making
1: sense?
0: It does make sense. You've got to stand for something. You've got to put your, your flag in the ground to say, this is what I'm standing for, have your opinion, whether it's right or wrong, it's an opinion. And I, I suppose uh, some media agencies, they want contrasting opinions because yeah. it's good, good commentary for them possibly. Uh, so for the person who's running a business thinking, oh, you know, why would I want to get into the media? Why do I want to appear on radio or TV or newspapers or magazines? Why would they? Why, right. why they important I would they?
1: So there's basically five ways that your business is found and four of them are media. <laughs> the fifth is referral, right? So there's, there's, owned media that's media that you own you own this podcast this is your owned media yep. uh, your website is your owned media um email campaigns that you run out that's your owned media social media is a hybrid it's sort of owned sort of earned because they have the ability to take you down to say we don't like this post that you did or you've disobeyed our rules and we're going to make you go away right um so So social media is owned. You can say what what you want pretty much, but somewhat you you have to play within their guidelines. Then there's earned media. Earned media is what most people think of when they think of public relations. That's where you have to earn your way onto stages, right? So when you earn your way, that's um, to, you know, whatever the mainstream media is across, around the world, right, BBC, you know, NBC, ABC, um, Wall Street Journal, you know, New York Times, whatever, like all those things you have to, you have to be interesting enough to their agenda, to their people, that they want to host you on their show, so you earn your way. Then there's um, paid media, which is any kind of advertising or anytime you're paying to be in front of a state, like in front of an audience. And maybe it's even a sponsored article, could be an ad, could be whatever. And then there's search media. And search media is how you're found. And that includes your SEO, your uh, search engine marketing, um, your SEM, you know, also your reviews and stuff like that. Okay. The better you are at your owned media, the more likely you're going to be to get on earned media. The better you are at your earned and owned media, the higher ROI you're going to get from your paid media. Okay. And then all of those three work together to elevate your search media. Okay. So it's all a credibility building thing. Your, your old school marketing is building credibility within people's minds. Mm -hmm. Today, we are still building credibility within people's minds, but we also are building credibility with the algorithms, all the ever-changing, always-constantly-evolving algorithms. But there's a few things about the algorithms that never change, and that is how interesting do people find you,
0: Okay. right?
1: Once they're there, are they engaging in your posts? Are they commenting on your stuff? Are they sharing? Are they... You know, is there engagement? Do they care what you have to say? And when they care, then the algorithm says people want to know this when they're searching for it. So then you elevate, right? That's how that's how you get that elevation. That's how you're trying to get to the front page. And that's why, like all of your paid media, like whether you're doing um, social media advertising or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, goes hand in hand with your earned and owned media if you're doing a blog or if you're trying to get in the you know if you have articles in the news um if you're on uh, television stories if you're on podcasts and anytime you post these you want to get your right hashtags right so that people can find you Mm. and then the algorithm's like oh people do care what this says and so it elevates
0: wow wow you know what you just said there and you've covered a lot there in just a few <laughs> in just a few minutes and i know there's a, a lot there so this this day and age people are just saying oh social media social media and algorithms are always changing do your instagram do facebook and and that's that's it the extent of their marketing what's the danger of that
1: so the danger of that is that those um, they don't want they the social media sites They want you, they would need to earn money, right? Everything's a business. Business is about earning money. You know what I mean? It's about serving clients, solving a problem. But at the end of the day, if you don't have enough money to pay your bills, you don't get to help those people, you know? (laughs) So they're trying to drive advertisements. They only show your organic posts to a few people, especially your business page. Your business page shows like a tiny, less than 10% of your entire audience gets to see your business social organic posts. Right. They don't see them. They're not even going out. Well, so there's a way to kind of like hmm. keep posts alive and forward and share them. There's a way to do it to make your organic reach go further. But your social media posting is only reaching a small percentage of people. You want to do it and you want to do it well. If you have like a group, that's really good. You know, then you're reaching more people. They're seeing as long as they click on your thing, they're seeing your stuff. If they don't click on your notification, they're not seeing your stuff either. So there's, you know what I mean? Like, if you only say you're going to do social media, you're missing out on, I mean, you're missing out like on so much you, plus the credibility of somebody else saying like you having me on, you're basically allowing your clientele to see that I'm an expert in this area.
0: Absolutely. Whereas
1: if I just went to them straight, they'd be like, "Oh, she's just trying to sell me." You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get it. Fantastic. Listen, while you're on the same subject, tell us about your services. Then you know, as an expert in your arena and helping multiple people all over the world, and you've been in in this. Was it over thirty years? I think
1: it is thirty years. I hit thirty years. I'm only twenty four years old, but I don't
0: know how that. (laughs) I was
1: like, I've been in the industry 30 years now. (laughs) How did that happen? You know, I started when I was two. Um,
0: (laughs) Services, what do you do fully? So,
1: I mean, my vertical deep is public relations, but what is public relations then? And that's what you have to really, really look at. The way I say, uh, we do marketing and we do do the whole gamut because I look at business growth. And that's really what, what public relations and marketing is. Marketing makes a sales call warmer. Public relation makes your marketing more powerful. So marketing is when you're speaking to buyers and potential buyers. Mm -hmm. Public relations is when you're speaking to all of your audiences. It's a 360 degree view of your business and your communications and people's feelings toward your brand. That's what branding is, right? all of these like branding, PR and marketing are all in bed together. They work in tandem together. PR is about elevating your reputation Mm -hmm. and your brand is what people think of when you're not in the room, right? It's how they think of you. It's their expectations of you and your brand. Mm -hmm. People are always like, oh, you're not branded. Everyone is branded. You, everyone has a brand. Like you walk in with a brand, like it's whatever's people's expectations of you. Yeah. If you're not purposeful about your brand, your brand doesn't get noticed, maybe, or your brand isn't, isn't a thing. But PR elevates that brand credibility, right? And so if you're speaking to the right audiences, because PR is speaking to your internal team, PR is speaking to your investors, your community, your clientele, your potential clientele, your industry, it's everybody's listening to your brand, your vendors everybody has a different perspective of your brand from their own purpose, right? So they listen in differently. So one thing that we do in PR is help you get your message right for each audience segment. Investors are listening totally differently than employees who are listening totally differently than clientele. But if your employees hate you, you have a problem with your brand. Because wow. how is anybody else going to love you when these people that are internal are like,
0: Ugh. Good point. You know? Good so point. you
1: have, to, like, you want to make sure, how what's happening? Why why do they hate you? What's going on, you know? So mm. there's things to look at. But then it's like, you really want to go outward. And sometimes in going outward with your message, you're actually speaking inward.
0: Mm. Wow. Powerful stuff. Powerful. Tell me, um, Jennifer, have you ever had a... A prospect a client let's say a client who in the beginning just wasn't a believer I don't think this stuff's gonna work for me my team said I've got to do it got to speak to Jennifer Jennifer will take care of it and just by your magic the work you've done suddenly they're blown away with the result that's happened a few months or a year or a couple of years after it's embedded itself and they're like oh Jennifer you gotta- yeah,
1: I think that kind of is what happened when we turned around the U.S. oncology brand. You know, like when I got there, it was like, okay, we're just we're gonna go out to the, we're gonna this, we're gonna that. We don't know, like, and then the just how quickly in two and a quarter years, like really it was like two, a year and a half because the the sales calls, like you know what I mean, the investor starts all started, right. um, and then it takes you know the few months to actually close the deal, but. Um, it was sort of like, oh, what we really need, you know, is a lot of, oh, yeah, what we really need is another press release. Oh, yeah, what we really need is another, like, oh, like that's gonna do anything. You know, there was a lot of that, like, oh. And then when it really did, and then when we actually became that go-to resource where it was like, the reporters are all calling into us, where we were the top of the game, like known like known for the messaging that we were putting out, which is around level one pathways, which means nothing to you, but it's about you know evidence-based medicine. And like the whole conversation, we became the leaders in the conversation where before no one had ever even heard of their name. So when I entered into this role, they were unknown and unliked. They were unknown outside of their industry because they had a generic name and they had refused to claim their brand out in public. And so then their competitors claimed their brand for them. And guess what? Your competitors don't say the nicest things about you. So they had a negative brand within their industry. And in that negative brand was a lot of misnomers that we had to turn around. And so I think the way that that we flipped it it wasn't you know immediate like you got to get everything going you got to ramp it up and who are you and what's going what why do we care what you have to say and you just have to keep saying it and keep having an opinion and you keep going out to things and you keep introducing yourself and you keep remaining relevant Mm -hmm. and eventually people are like this person has something interesting to say and then i got to be you know then i started with the interviews with all the doctors and everybody just really came around and were like, we had no idea that public relations was this powerful. <laughs> and um, the buyout made them all very, very, very happy people.
0: <laughs> I can imagine all thanks to you. Well done. Hey, Jennifer, for those who are uh, loving you, loving your energy, I love you. I love your energy. I think you're you're fantastic at what you do. Um, how did they, if someone wants to connect with you, or contact you, what's the best way um, to do that or contact you?
1: Probably just send me an email? Jennifer at engagementpr.com. Um, I'm on top of my email most of the time. Okay.
0: Jennifer at engagement. Let
1: me, get, let me see if I'm, yeah, Jennifer, J-E-N-N-I-F-E-R at engagementpr.com. I'm a plus one. I am in the United States so <laughs> on my number. Um, I'm WhatsApp. Uh, you can, you know, LinkedIn is always great. I'm Jennifer L. Horsepool. I say whether it's my middle initial or my last name, put that L on there, things change.
0: and you're in orange county right
1: i am in orange county california sunny and beautiful
0: all right i'm gonna come to jennifer in a moment but if you're listening in right now and you're loving what jennifer's been sharing share put some uh comments in right now in terms of what some of the learnings for you what's something that popped up for you uh hit that like uh button and also follow us if you're not following us already. Some of you are watching this on YouTube or some of the social media channels, and some of you are listening in right now. And give us a comment, give us a review, let us know what you think. So we can bring you some more expert experts like Jennifer. Not only does she help experts to become the go-to authority in the industry, but she is in fact herself the go-to authority in what she does. And she's been doing this for over 30 years. Let's keep that quiet for a minute. Jennifer, any (laughs) last words before we start wrapping up here?
1: Um, I would say, I, I say this a lot, but you know, like when you first start out into something, you're not always great at it. And internally, we're so mean to ourselves, right? Like, oh, I, I sucked at that. I better not do that, right? I don't want to fail. I don't want to fail publicly. Right. And I always say, just be brave enough to suck at something new just for a little bit so that you can become the expert at it. You're not going to be great. When you first start recording videos, you're not great at it. When you first start re- you know, doing anything, you're not great at it. But eventually, you get great at it. So that's why when you want to go into the media, start small. Start with your local radio stations, your local cable TV, your local television. I mean, your local newspaper, your local whatever, like start with blogs, start with online media. See how you like the articles that are coming out. See how you like how the the interviews are going. And then refine, you know, criticize yourself, but be nice to yourself and say, where can I do better next time? And then prepare before every single interview and you'll always come out well.
0: Fantastic. Great tips there. And by the way, you know, this is what Jennifer does all the time for her clients. So she's giving you some golden nuggets there that people actually pay for. Uh, Alternatively, if you really, really want to get known, connect with Jennifer, let her help you. Let her hold your hands at every stage. And I'm sure the investment that you make would be reaped back to you in multiple folds, hundreds X. Thousand X because you're having someone hold your hand throughout all this. So I want to say, hey, Jennifer, thank you very much. All the way from Orange County, California, doing her thing. But although she's over there, she's actually has clients all over the world. And um, so I want to say thank you for taking your time, your energy, uh, and sharing so much golden nuggets with us here. Until we meet again, I want to say thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you,
1: thank you very much. This was fun.
0: You're most welcome. You're most welcome. Thank you, Jennifer.